Welcome to WTBU News Today. I'm James Paleologopoulos. Boston has been warming up lately, with temperatures hitting the upper 40s and 50s on Thursday. Expect more warm temperatures Friday, with a possible high of 58 degrees before dipping back into the mid-40s over the weekend. Sun and some clouds are in the forecast for Friday and Saturday, while Sunday is likely to be mostly cloudy, with a high of 47 degrees and a low of 17. Now we'll move into the Boston University COVID-19 dashboard update. On Wednesday, March 11th, six members of the Boston University community tested positive for COVID-19, all of them being students. For the week of March 4th to March 10th, 0.2% of tested students were deemed positive for the coronavirus, with 0.05% of tested faculty and 0.13% of tested staff also receiving positive test results. On average, BU's lab took 16.7 hours to process each test. 67 students are currently in isolation, and 1,091 students have recovered from the disease. Sorelia Liu is here now to report on a new committee that will explore the future needs of staff at Boston University as the pandemic begins to wind down. Due to the pandemic, people have been working virtually since last year, and there are several benefits, such as the flexibility for working hours and being on campus. But there are also some drawbacks. Boston University is forming a new committee, the Committee on the Future of Staff Work, to find out what the changes regarding working at BU are and what could be adopted permanently starting earliest in fall 2021. The Committee on the Future of Staff Work is led by Natalie McKnight, Dean of CGS, and Ken Freeman, Interim Vice President for Human Resources. The committee is figuring out the balance between the productiveness of working virtually and being a residential campus, where students and staff physically present. President Brown is asking for the recommendations from the committee members by July. McKnight said that the recommendations for changes should benefit all of the employees, regardless their different situations. Besides the Committee on the Future of Staff Work, the university is also working on finalizing the future plan for fall 2021, such as will there be frequent testing for the virus and will LFA still be an option? And the announcement will be out soon. In Taipei, Taiwan, I'm Sirelia Liu from WTBU News. Joining us now is Alex Corey with a report on a deadly crash in Boston this week that is now being treated as a crime scene. A violent motor crash on Route 1A in East Boston Wednesday night left a teenager dead, according to his mother. The victim was pronounced dead at the scene of the crash that took place near the intersection of McClellan Highway and Addison Street. A second person in the car with the victim suffered non-life-threatening injuries, according to authorities. Video from the scene of the crash shows one vehicle struck a utility pole in the northbound lanes and was split in half. Another car involved with the crash was seen a few hundred yards away from the utility pole and appeared to not be as severely damaged as the other vehicle. The crash left 800 people in the area without power. Route 1A was shut down in both directions for several hours as authorities investigated the incident. Police say they plan to treat the crash as a crime scene. In Boston, Mass., I'm Alex Corey for WTBU News. Now we'll head over to Dee Dee Hoyt for a story on the prosecution of a former police officer involved in the death of George Floyd. A Minnesota judge on Thursday granted a prosecutor's request that Derek Chauvin, the former police officer charged with the death of George Floyd, be charged with both second and third degree murder as well as manslaughter. Hennepin County Judge Peter Cahill reinstated the charge after Chauvin was unable to get an appellate court to block it. Legal experts say the additional charge will give jurors an extra option to convict Chauvin of murder. The third degree dispute was decided on based on a case involving another former Minneapolis police officer who killed an Australian woman. 
the police officer was convicted in 2017 of third-degree murder. The ruling came during ongoing jury selection. Five jurors have been seated after only two days of screening, although three weeks have been set aside to fill the panel. The jurors are filling out questionnaires about their knowledge of the case and related ideas, and their identities are being kept a secret. In Boston, Massachusetts, I'm Dee Dee Hoyt for WTBU News. Finally, a story regarding the one-year anniversary of the COVID-19 pandemic from Gabrielle Daly. Thursday, March 11, 2021, marked the anniversary of the World Health Organization declaring the novel coronavirus a global pandemic, launching the deadliest year for the U.S. in more than a century, according to the CDC. In honor of the anniversary, President Biden delivered his first primetime address, acknowledging the hardships and milestones of the American people. Prior to the address, he signed a historic $1.9 trillion COVID-19 relief bill into law, delivering vital aid to individuals as well as state and local governments. In Boston, Massachusetts, I'm Gabrielle Daly for WTBU News. That's it for this edition of WTBU News Today. Be sure to tune in to our full program every Tuesday and Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time over on WTBU Radio. On behalf of Varsha Subramanian, Alex Corey, Stella Lawrence, and Megan Gregoire, I'm James Paleologopoulos reporting from Agua, Massachusetts for WTBU News.